Chapter Seventeen of Marion, the Story of an Artist's Model by Winifred Eaton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. Chapter Seventeen. The days that followed were happy ones for me. Reggie was with me constantly, and I even got off several afternoons from the studio and spent the time with him. One day we made a little trip up the St. Lawrence, Reggie rowing all the way from the wharf at Montreal to Boucherville. We started at noon and arrived at six. There we tied up our boat and went to look for a place for dinner. We found a little French hotel, and Reggie said to the proprietor, We want as good a dinner as you can give us. We've rowed all the way from Montreal and are famished. Bien, you shall have the turkey, which is nearly cooked said the hotel-keeper. Monsieur, he rose so far. It is too much. Only Big John, the Indian, rose so far. He go any distance. Also, he go in his canoe down those rapids of Lachine. Vous connaissez that man, Big John? Yes, we knew about him. Everyone in Montreal did. We waited on the porch while he prepared our dinner. The last rays of the setting sun were dropping down in the wood and away in the distance the reflections upon the St. Lawrence were turning into dim purple the brilliant orange of a little while ago. Never have I seen a more beautiful sunset than that over our own St. Lawrence. I said wistfully, Reggie, the sunset makes me think of this poem. The sunset gates were opened wide, far off in the crimson west, as through them passed the weary day in rugged clouds to rest before i could finish the last line reggie bent over and kissed me right on the mouth funny little girl he said suppose instead of quoting poetry you speak to me and instead of looking at sunsets you look at me reggie don't you like poetry then it's all right enough i suppose but i'd rather have straight english words what's the sense of muddling one's language silly i call it he said i felt disappointed our family had always loved poetry mamma used to read tennyson's idols of the king and we knew all of the characters and even played them as children moreover papa and ada and charles and even nora could all write poetry ada made up poems about every little incident in our lives when papa went to england Mamma would make us little children all kneel down in a row and repeat a prayer to God that she had made up to send him back soon. Ada wrote a lovely poem about God hearing us. She also wrote a poem about our Panama hen who died. She said the wicked cock hen, a hen we had that could crow like a cock, had killed her. How we laughed over that poem. I was sorry Reggie thought it was nonsense and I wished he would not laugh or sneer at all the things we did and liked. Dinner is ready pour monsieur et madame. Gracious! That man thought I was Reggie's wife. I colored to my ears, and I was glad Reggie did not understand French. He had set the table for two, and there was a big sixteen-pound turkey on it, smelling so good and looking brown and delicious. I'm sure our Canadian turkeys are better than any I have ever tasted anywhere else. They certainly are not cold storage birds. 
they charged reggie for that whole sixteen pound turkey he thought it a great joke but i wanted to take the rest home the tide being against us we left the rowboat at the hotel with instructions to return it and we took the train back to montreal coming home on the train the conductor proved to be a young man who had gone to school with me and he came up with his hand held out hello marion hello jacques i turned to reggie to introduce him but reggie was staring out of the window and his chin stuck out as if it were in a bad temper when jacques had passed along i said crossly to reggie you needn't be so rude to my friends reggie bertie friends he sneered my word marion you seem to have a passion for low company i said jacques is a nice honest fellow no doubt said reggie loftily i'll give him a tip next time he passes oh how can you be so despicably mean i cried he turned around in his seat abruptly what in the world has come over you marion you have changed since i came back i felt the injustice of this and shut my lips tight i did not want to quarrel with reggie but i was burning with indignation and i was hurt through and through by his attitude in silence we left the train and in silence went to my home at the door reggie said we had a pleasant day why do you always spoil things so good night i could not speak i had done nothing and he made me feel as if i had committed a crime the tears ran down my face and i tried to open the door reggie's arms came around me from behind and tilting back my face he kissed me there there old girl he said i'll forgive you this time but don't let it happen again end of chapter seventeen recording by james k white Chula Vista.